you just take it for granted until you start losing freedom. And then all of a sudden, like health, you start saying, man, I, I should have I should have valued it more. I, it, it's so precious. G give me some things that you think Americans maybe have grown accustomed to or that they maybe do take for granted. You know, it's not a diss at Americans at all, because if I was born here, born and raised here, um, and didn't have the privilege, because I think it's a privilege that I became an American, because now I have this lens of, of maybe not taking it at, for granted as easily, right? But when you're born into it and you, you really haven't known any, any difference, you can't maybe help but take it for granted. And, and when you say, okay, maybe, maybe communism looks good. I mean, really, you don't know what you're talking about. No one would say that. And that's, that's an absolute absurd statement. So I think it's just not knowing better, really, and, and just taking these, these, these rights for granted. Americans are capable of achieving extraordinary things when they have the freedom and opportunity to do so. This is American Potential, and here's your host, Jeff Crank. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of American Potential. You know, immigrating to the United States is a dream shared by millions around the world. And it's something that we take for granted here in the United States. It represents hope, opportunity, and freedom. And we love to have immigrants to the United States come on to the podcast to tell their stories because they have such a passion for freedom and they understand how unique it is. Today's guest is an immigrant from Norway who decided to move to the last frontier, Alaska. She immigrated to America because she saw that there were more job opportunities for her here than there were in Norway. Something we take for granted as Americans is when we're teenagers, we can go, we can get that first job but for our guests, that was not a simple task. Because of the lack of opportunities in Norway, she decided to come to America. I want to welcome my friend uh, and the Deputy State Director in Alaska for Americans for Prosperity, Sarah Hatimi. Sarah, thanks for being here. How are you? Thank you so much for having me, Jeff. I, I am so excited to be on the show um, and, and to tell my story. Um, I'm, I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, your story is a great one, and I know you very well, so I, I know a lot of details to your story that I, I just think are fascinating. I, uh, you can't, how old were you again? We'll get into where you were born and all of that, but how old were you again when you came to the United States? Well, when I moved here, I was I was quite fresh. So I was 18 years old and freshly turned into 18 years old. So, yeah. And we're going to talk about why you decided to do it. But I just think of the courage and I've told you this before, but the courage that it would take that, that many people don't have, probably most people don't have to just say, you know what? I'm 18. I, I can move to a different country is somewhere in the world and they just up and do it. And, you know, your your family still in Norway, all of that. I mean, that, that just takes a courage that not everyone has. And so I want to make sure people understand that. And I want them to understand why you did it. But let's start off. Why, you, so you weren't born in Norway. Where, where were you born? So um, I was born almost in Norway. Uh, my immigration story, uh, I guess, goes back to really my parents. And so they are Kosovo Albanian. Um, and, and both of them had wanted, uh, when they met, to, to move for a more modern life. 
Um, back then, they were wanting simple things like um, women being able to drive. Those, those were just simple freedoms they didn't have. Um, and then also, there was a bigger issue ahead. There was a war coming along, and they kind of predicted that. So they moved, um, they moved along. They kind of kept their eye on Sweden. That was the first stop, um, and that's where I was born, in Kallik, Sweden. They were really hoping um, to, to be accepted there. Um, and seek the asylum. Uh, unfortunately, um, that's just where our journey started. They weren't accepted there, so we continued on to Norway. And while we were in Norway, they actually got accepted to Sweden. But now they were kind of attached to Norwegian culture. They had started learning the language, and so they decided to um, settle roots there and, and become ultra Norwegian. I mean, I, I didn't even, they spoke Norwegian to each other uh, at home. So they were super dedicated to assimilate. And um, I guess that that was kind of brought into me as I have done that on my own now. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I tease you a lot because I, I, I call it when I talk to you, sometimes I call it Norway, because you call it Norway, right? <laughs> right. This the V's and W's are the hardest thing till this day. That's <laughs> uh, so great. Um, and by the way, so people understand, it's it, it, at this time it was you, your mom, and your dad, and you and your sister, right? Well, uh, and me, my sister was was to not be born for another six and a half years. <laughs> right. Right. So, okay. but it was it was just us. Yes. Um, yeah. Right. But then when you decided to come to the United States, you were leaving your, your mom and dad and your sister, uh, for sure. So uh, you, that's why you decided to go. You kind of talked about why you decided to immigrate to Norway or your family decided to immigrate to Norway. But talk a little bit about what it was like growing up in Norway. Right. And, and growing up in Norway was fantastic, right? Um, I, I loved it. I had an amazing life. There was nothing I was lacking. Um, and I think where I realized where I kind of continued that immigration story is, I guess, growing up, um, always at the dinner table, we would talk about these freedoms that we had. But I guess more so what was interesting is we somehow always ended up talking about the American Constitution, that was just a little bit more interesting to us. And I think because the true idea um, of freedom was the U.S., right? And they maybe started that journey and then we had a great life. But you're not free in the same way. Um, and, and I noticed that uh, throughout various ways growing up, for instance, grades in school, I noticed you can work really, really hard. And even if you're excellent, I'm not sure if we're quick to reward excellence <laughs> in Norway. Um, we we kind of like to make everyone the same. And also, we're not either quick to, to say you failed. Mm -hmm. And I think there's something magical about failing and excellence, right? Mm -hmm. And so I saw that in school, but when I really saw it was um, I kind of, I was a teenager, so I was 17. I wanted to get a job. You'd think... This is a normal, normal thing, right? Um, just, just a normal job. So I wanted to get a job at a subway or a gas station or a clothing store, something entry level that you would think anyone can kind of get a chance to start out with and, and gain experience. So I made up a resume. I mean, it didn't have much. There was no experience, but I had um, uh, information about how great of a student I was. I was an A student, so I wanted to brag about myself. I printed out 
50 resumes, actually five zero. I think that's quite a bit wow. for a 17 year old. And I religiously brought this everywhere in person. I was like, hey, I wanna speak to the manager, introduced myself, gave this resume off. And then, you know, two, three weeks went by and I thought that's, you know, it's okay, I gotta be patient. And then the month two went by and I kind of went by every single place actually. And I was like, hey, you know, my name is Sarah. I applied, I, I wanna know if there was something wrong with my resume or my approach. Is there something I can do better? I just want a chance. And I started getting pissed off. <laughs> I mean, everyone <laughs> was, was like, well, you don't have any experience. And I'm like, well, I'm 17. How am I supposed to have experience? I'm trying to get that, you know? I'm, I'm looking for my, my foot in the door. Someone give me a chance. It wasn't happening. So um, one day, and and I, I I promise Jeff I really haven't done anything like this before or since. <laughs> yeah, a weird thing that happened one day. So one day I'm walking in the mall and I noticed this huge line at at what is a subway? It's called Big Bite, and it's a huge line. And I see, hmm, looks like there's all the staff is sick, but but the manager is there. I eat there all the time, so I kind of know who's who's who. I kind of go around, look, and he's looking real stressed. And I just get this crazy idea. I just walk into the to the subway shop and he looks at me all crazy with big eyes. I just put gloves on, put my hair up and, and I'm like, I'm going to make sandwiches and help you with this line. <laughs> I have no clue what I was thinking or, or what came over me at all. He was like, I'm going to call security. I'm, I'm calling security. Security's on their way. You better get out of the shop. I said, well, you know, you can call security. I'm going to get out of your shop. I'm just going to help you with this line. At least till security gets down here, okay? And I just started making sandwiches <laughs> one after the other. Um, the, the line went away, and he said, you know what, Sarah? I, I called security off. I got all excited. I'm like, okay. But get out of my shop and don't <laughs> ever do that again. Man, I was terrified. I went home, I told my dad what happened, and my, my dad was pissed. I mean, this was immigrants to Norway, they're citizens now, but they've followed the rules, they've worked really hard, you know, they've, they've become Norwegian, how could I just, how could I just do that? That was kind of a crazy act. And, and I agreed, and he made me promise that I, I would never do that again, and I wouldn't go back, and I said, okay. I woke up with this strange conviction. I'm like, I'm going back. I'm going back. I'm not going to tell my dad I'm going back down there. <laughs> I went back down there and I was hoping there would be a line and there's a line. And I just thought, yes. Um, and this time I wasn't going to go and do, do anything again, but I, I did go up and, and, and the manager was like, oh, Sarah, thank goodness. Come in here. And this time I was like, nope, I came here to just watch you sweat. And <laughs> that's how I got my first job. He's like, okay, you're hired, get in here. Um, strangely, when I got hired that day, that was the day that I just decided, nope, this is not where I am gonna study. This is not where I'm gonna have my, my job. I don't know if, you know, this is where I'm gonna live. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the United States where it's a free market it's it's where you can get a job. I mean, where everyone is hiring, where you are wanted, 
and 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 your skills are needed and and you are valued and that's how i felt deeply at like 17 <laughs> yeah that's such an incredible story i mean first of all i think it it speaks to the courage you have uh you know, you having the courage to do that also led to you having the courage to say, you know what, I'm going to the United States and uh, immigrated to the United States legally. I'm proud to say that you, <laughs> you were so anxious to become a U.S. citizen. And was it was it last year or two years ago? It's, it's uh, you, you became a U.S. citizen, right? June 24th, 2022. I'm so proud to be an American <laughs> citizen. <laughs> yeah. Well, we talked about it many times. You were very anxious, like, I don't know if they're, they're going to let me become a citizen. You were so worried about it. But it was so awesome to see, because, again, that's something I think many Americans just take for granted. Like, we're born into it, right? So we're a citizen of the United States by birthright. And uh, it's so easy to take that for granted. And it was so, you know, I was so joyful to see someone like you so happy to be, uh, you know, gosh, are they going to let me become a citizen? It was just so great to see. And um, so I'm so glad that you did. But let's talk about why. So when you came to the United States, first of all, why in the world would you choose Alaska? That's that's a great question. So, <laughs> uh, you know, a, a little bit of an admission from the Sarah here is that, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of the cold. <laughs> uh, so again, I, why would you choose Alaska, Sarah? <laughs> right. Uh, I didn't know I was going to fall in love with Alaska. Another random thing. So I knew I wasn't going to pick like New York or, or California, I might as well stay in Norway and probably have a way better life. I mean, really. Um, so I'm not going to do that. Also, I wanted a place that was going to give me a chance, right? I, I'm going to California and New York, whether or not that aligns with my beliefs. Um, I, I Ideally, it, it's millions of people. I mean, you want to give your sense, uh, yourself a chance. So I thought, a small town where they might find my back then very thick accent slightly charming, uh, where they <laughs> might want to give me a chance is, is what I aimed for. And then I had one friend in Alaska, and that gave me some sense of safety. And I figured, you know, with one friend, you can really you can really do a lot. Yeah. So how long have you been in the United States now? Well, I moved here in August 2012, so I've, I'm in well over a decade now. Um, I, I feel, I mean, truly my adult life has been here in America. So when, when I go back and visit in Norway, which I'm still a citizen there, I'm a dual citizen, I kind of feel like a tourist in some way, <laughs> you know, my, how you never did my adult life there, you know? Yeah, yeah. What, um, as, as you look at it, what are some of the differences that, that you really see in culture? In, in, and again, I think these are all things that probably most Americans wouldn't recognize as, as being out of the ordinary. But you, you talked about everybody kind of trying to be treated the same, and it was all about fairness in Norway. It wasn't about talent. It wasn't about being able to get ahead with the talent and the work that you put into it. But but what are some of the other things I guess that that you see that are different between the United States and and Norway? Yeah, so I guess there's so many differences, right? Just in in terms of the, the countries and the systems. But just some interesting facts that I think we don't think of what may come of a true free society versus not. 
as I, I feel that, well, not just feel, you can look, everyone in Norway is a little bit more similar. And that creeps me out a little bit. You know, everyone <laughs> looks a little bit more the same. Everyone dresses a little bit more the same. The fashion is a little bit more the same. Not only that, we speak a little bit more the same. Quite almost all of us have, have more of a similar vocabulary. And that, that's not to say Norwegians aren't educated because they're very educated, but almost very educated on the same things. You know, what's so cool and in, in America is you can meet someone who just has the most abundant knowledge about marbles or like cards or just something strange, but it's really interesting. And they might be the expert in that. And, and that's just a little bit more common here because we're different, we're quirky, you know, this is my style and that's your style, but I also have this knowledge and my own thing going on. And I think that's the result of truly being more free, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. And again, I think freedom is something I've often said, it's like your health. Uh, you take it for granted. As long as you have freedom, you, you just take it for granted until you start losing freedom. And then all of a sudden, like health, you start saying, man, I, I should have, I should have valued it more. I, it, it's so precious. And, um, you know, to me, that's, that's something that I think Americans really do take, take for granted. G give me some things that you think Americans maybe have grown accustomed to, or that they maybe do take for granted. Absolutely. And, and, you know, it's not a diss at Americans at all, because if I was born here, born and raised here, um, and didn't have the privilege, because I think it's a privilege that I became an American, because now I have this lens of, of maybe not taking it at, for granted as easily, right? But when you're born into it and you, you really haven't known any, any difference, you can't maybe help but take it for granted. And, and when you say, okay, maybe, maybe communism looks good. I mean, really, you don't know what you're talking about. No one would say that. That's, that's an absolute absurd statement. So, I think it's just not knowing better, really, and, and just taking these, these, these rights for granted. And I think it also uh, it starts with simple things. I, I think why I work now, you know, at Americans for Prosperity, and I'm so blessed that this is my job um, somehow, because it doesn't feel like my job, right? Um, but it's to protect, I think, for, first and foremost for me, that freedom of speech. I think the most interesting fact about Norway, if you Google it, is Norway comes up as, I think, the top 10 countries. And it's on the, on the, more on the top of the list on the best freedom of speech rights. Well, sure, but you are somewhat limited, you know? And I think once you limit it even a little bit, we, we get into a very scary territory. Because if you limit our speech, aren't you limiting our thoughts? Mm-hmm. And right. then once we limit our thoughts, aren't we aren't we limiting everything, you know? Aren't we giving up full full control? So that's very scary to me. Yeah. Well, and that is certainly one thing that I think many Americans do do take for granted. Um what what would you say to you know, a young girl in Norway or anywhere in the world who might have that same dream? And it's not and again, uh, this isn't dissing on Norway or any other country in the world. It's what, what, what I really want to get to with this question is, is celebrating the in individualism. You know, that's one of the things I think that 
is so unique about America is we celebrate the individual, not not the collective, not the group. And exactly. um, yeah, and and so your thoughts on what you would tell someone who's maybe thinking about liberty or freedom, whether it's immigrating to the United States or immigrating somewhere else, or just you know pushing for for more freedom and liberty in their country. What would you tell that person? You know, um, and do it. It doesn't have to be that you move to Alaska. You know, that's that's maybe strange. Uh, maybe maybe you want to do that right where you are. Right. Um, if I was still living in Norway, I, I believe truly in my heart, I would be involved right there locally, trying to change my local government. Um, and and you can do that whether you are slightly involved or you're very involved. You know, and when when I started getting involved, it was never my intention necessarily to turn my whole life into this, right? So so it's just about getting started and, and daring to, to speak up. And I would also just say simple advice like getting together, you know, there's so much more power in, in numbers or a friend. Um, it's so much better when, when you can fight alongside someone like we do here, you know? We yeah. were a whole grassroots army. So that makes all the difference in the world. Right. Uh, so what was it like? I guess I, I didn't really ask this question, but what was it like when you first moved to Alaska? Like, what's the, you know, I always hear these stories. I've, uh, some of the ones I remember most are immigrants maybe talking about how they came to the United States and like first walked into a Walmart or, uh, you know, something and just saw everything on the shelf and all of these choices, you know, from lots of lots of countries. Uh, but what what do you remember What's your most vivid memories of like your first coming to Alaska? And tell us a few stories there. Well, there, I do remember a few different things. And I think it's because, you know, um, you have so many different immigration stories here, but mine isn't necessarily the typical one, right? So I, I saw for the first time a lot of different things, right? I saw a lot of different people <laughs> that I haven't seen in Norway. So that was one thing. And I saw true, true differences between people. Um, and then uh, a funny thing is uh, that I noticed really honestly was the grocery store. And I would get so sweaty and stressed out in the grocery <laughs> store for the longest time because of the overwhelming choice. I mean, <laughs> the tomato sauce aisle is just now I'm used to it, but it was absolutely crazy to me to see. I mean, hundreds of choices in Norway. It's kind of like, do you want choice A or choice B? It's a sense difference between them. So. You're not really saving either way. Just pick one, you know, whereas here there's wow, there's just so many options. You you can just you can really go into it. So um, that was the most overwhelming thing, truly seeing just the free markets and, and Fred Myers, right? A Fred Myers, a grocery store blowing you away. That that was the most shocking thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. And again, see, those are things that we take for granted. There's almost no American who would say, I'm just amazed, but the tomato sauce at Walmart. Oh, and I have <laughs> this too. I have to say this. Another thing I was amazed by was just like every place we are hiring, we are hiring, we are hiring every single place, every gas station, every McDonald's. I mean, so. People I met that said I, I, I couldn't get a job or, or whatnot, I thought maybe, but maybe also we're being a little picky. And that's different, right, than not being able to get one. So I think yeah. that was amazing to see because that's what I envisioned when I was in Big Bite in Norway, right? Getting that first job. 
I just envisioned this is not how it is in the U.S. There's hiring science everywhere. And there was. Yeah. So what did you do? What was your first job when you got to Alaska? My first job was, was really cool. I got to be a Senate page for, for the Alaska legislature, and um, it was a true joy. So that's how I kind of got involved and interested. I wanted to see the differences in, in the systems, right? I, I really didn't know how it worked here other than reading it in a textbook. But seeing it for yourself is always different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no question about it. Um, the other thing I think, uh, and I don't want to get into too many details on this, but one of the things that I, I really find um, intriguing about you, Sarah, and I just say this, as I said, you're, you're a personal friend. Uh, and so I know a lot more about your story than I would, you know, the average guest on this show. But the you faced a lot of adversity. Um, and, uh, you know, I know that your your dad uh, passed away after you moved to the United States and, you know, you yeah. had a, a mom and a, you have a mom and a sister who live in, still live in Norway. Um, these are things again, that, that the average 18 year old, that, that would just kind of just crush them and make them move back to Norway or just go. I mean, what keeps you going? You, you faced a lot of adversity in your life, in your young life. And I, I, I think it's pretty, it's pretty remarkable and a testament to your courage as as to how you've handled that. Any thoughts? Well, first of all, I have to say thank you for, for talking me up so much. And, and I really appreciate it. And I, I want to just say that, you know, although I was courageous, I did always have the option to move back to mom and dad. So I felt that, you know, if, if something went horribly wrong, um, I could go back. And I felt so privileged and blessed to to have a family that kind of instilled in me, right, the courage and this adventurous side and to pursue um, but, uh, freedom the, the way I wanted to, right, um, when I had a perfectly fine life. But I think what kept me going, because I always thought, I guess, and I surprised myself, I always thought, well, if I hit that wall and it's really, really tough, I'll go home. But I hit those walls 10 times harder than I ever thought I would hit them, right, especially with with my dad passing away in 2015 and, and on Thanksgiving. And it was um, just an awful work accident. It was shocking. But um, I, I guess I learned that through adversity and through difficulty, you come out stronger on the other end. And that's where I also cherish about this country, right? Not having that true safety nets for for us that are fully able-bodied right i mean having the ability to fail um is also really important because going through the tough times is really what molds you and makes you stronger and makes you appreciate the good times you know so much more so much more than you would if, if you didn't go through the the tough times yeah well such a great story and again i'm 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 proud to have you on the show, but I'm proud to call you my friend. And I, I just think it's it's a, a message that America needs to hear is the message, both your courage in deciding to come here, your courage to, to stay here through all of this adversity that we've been talking about, but also your reasons like I, that I think that people just take that for granted. So um, so I, I so appreciate that. What's your, I guess I'll end with this question, Sarah. What is your favorite part about living in the United States of America? Oh my goodness. What a question. I don't know. I guess that I can just do absolutely whatever I want. Or, or I mean, look, look at me now. I mean, I came here on my own 18. It's not like I had a 
family here or any advantage here. I mean, I really started from scratch and I'm living the life I want. You know, I don't I don't have to live this life. So that's that's the most amazing thing. I'm doing what I want every day. And thank you so much for having me on the show, Jeff, for what an honor and for letting me tell my story. It's it's truly an honor and, and to to work alongside you. Well, I, you know, you're one of the great examples I use when I talk about immigration and how important it is to have uh, immigrants like you come to the United States. It renews our bloodline a little bit. As I said, <laughs> we just tend to take stuff for granted. And it's it's folks like you who come and say, hey, you shouldn't take this for granted. You live in a really special place called America. And, uh, you know, I just appreciate you being able to join us. <laughs> thank you so much let's keep it that way <laughs> yeah that's right let's keep it that way you got it all right sarah thanks for being with us listen what is what a great story i mean sarah's a special person but what what an amazing story and think of the the millions of other stories there are of people who had that same dream that same little flicker of freedom in their mind somewhere around the world decided to come here and make america a better place and, you know, you just look at, 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 the, at the wonderful people that we see all across America who have immigrated from the United States. Uh, it, it just brings such diversity uh, in a way that, that really enriches America, right? It, it brings their story to be a part of our story. And the American story is such a special one. All right. Hey, listen, thanks so much. And as Sarah said, let's keep it that way. No question. Liberty and freedom are really special. Make sure that you do everything you can to defend liberty and freedom. Thanks for joining us on American Potential. Thank you for listening to American Potential. You may listen to more stories from Americans working every day to expand freedom and opportunity in their communities by visiting AmericanPotential.com.